in the know for Friday, June 11th, the 162nd day of 2021. There are 203 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know coming up today. We update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. A couple of Grayson Countyans center stage in the state's highest court yesterday. We'll tell you about that and get you ready for the weekend. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Well, I'm happy it's Friday. Yep. Welcome. And there's a really good chance that my memo is watching today. Oh, she is. Hey, well, memo. Hey, memo. Yeah, I want to say good morning <laughs> to uh, Memo Joyce. It's uh, been a long week. Something else that might it uh, make you happy is that we're hearing you're a fan of Stranger Things, uh, the Netflix show. I am. They have announced they're doing a prequel series called Surviving Hawkins. And it's starring Maya Hawke's character from season three. Do you know what that means? I don't know what it means. I'm hoping you do. I do. Um, And I could not explain it to you. If you've not watched it, you wouldn't get it. I don't need to know. I just wanted to make sure that I was giving you clear information. Does the idea of a prequel to Stranger Things, does that make you happy? I'm not always good with prequels. Yeah. But I could... I could watch it. Could be good, could yeah. be bad. At least well, it's, we're running out it's, of TV. It's so. something for you to consume. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sal nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, and even Millerstown. He's Sam Gormley, and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Do you follow? Coach, uh, former UK football coach. I think coach, I know exactly where you're going with this. Rich, Rich Brooks, Brooks. On, on Twitter. <laughs> I uh, saw that first thing this morning, and it gave me a good, yeah, good laugh. I, saw, I think I know what you're referring to. I saw it first time this mor- uh, first time, first thing this morning as well, and and it amused me. <laughs> but it's it's yet a confirmation that Twitter really does need an edit function. Uh, I've seen how it. Do ha- we, how do we know that's what? I mean, well, <laughs> if you don't follow Coach Rich Brooks, um, Coach Brooks is um, he quite frequently shares his the status of his day on the golf course. And he plays a lot of golf in his retirement or fishing. And so, and so <laughs> he um, usually says if he won money or lost money on the golf course or who he played with or that he played three holes really well. And so yesterday he shot an 85, and he wanted to share with his Twitter followers that he shot an 85. But Twitter or, or – uh, or Apple or someone for have this uncanny ability <laughs> to substitute the O in shot with an I. 
And so oh. it, it, it he's not the only one that it happens to, but it for some reason is funnier when it's Papaw Brooks. It, you know, yeah, it, and so it, and and the responses to it. Yes, the responses wow. from the Twitter sphere is just that's the most charming part. You know, especially because it's clear that he posted that and then like went to bed, so we yes. haven't heard from him again. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think some people are getting concerned that maybe he was telling the truth. Right, and, he's in Oregon, so he's behind uh-huh. on the time zone. When he wakes up, he's going to have a lot of notifications. Says, well, my, my tweet was very popular. Y- yes, it was. <laughs> Most of them say you should see a doctor. Uh, so anyway, it's just one of those charming things that sometimes the Internet can bring you. Another warm, muggy day with scattered storms. If you were up earlier today, then you probably saw some fog to start your Friday. Uh, some areas of patchy, dense fog and probably dissipated by now. Most everywhere, I would imagine. Scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. It will be a hot weekend. Uh, rain chances will drop as we go, and highs will climb to near 90. The heat index may approach uh, the mid-90s, so it's be muggy, wow. and it's just it's, it's muggy today already out there. But we'll see uh, scattered thunderstorms in 87 this afternoon. Rain chance 10% and 72 tonight. Mostly sunny and hot tomorrow with a high of 92. But enjoy Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before we start getting back into some muggy and warmer conditions to close out next Wednesday week. Wednesday looks fantastic. Wednesday does look to be ideal. But the the beautiful thing about – the biggest thing you'll notice about Monday and Tuesday is the humidity is going to subside. And then that will kind of pave the way toward that uh, pick of the week, which will be Wednesday of next week. Yesterday on the show, I told you that the state Supreme Court was hearing arguments. These are these are basically Daniel Cameron, ver- well, indirectly, their, their legislature versus governor uh, issues that the state Supreme Court was hearing yesterday. What I did not and what I did not know and was able to share with you at the time yesterday was that two Grayson Countyans were arguing against one another at center stage uh, on behalf of these two issues. And so Amy Cubbage, who's general counsel to the governor, when uh, a product of Grayson County, was arguing on behalf of Governor Bashir's uh, legal argument. And then uh, state, what, solicitor? I think he's a solicitor. Solicitor General. Solicitor General uh, Chad Meredith in Attorney General Daniel Cameron's office was arguing what you would call the legislative side of it in seeking to limit the executive powers. And so they it was just, it was ironic. You know, there aren't, there aren't that many people operating at high levels of state government from any one particular county, and certainly not Grayson, but for two Grayson County natives to find their way into what really is kind of one of the landmark issues of our time as a result of the pandemic just struck me as very interesting yesterday. Um, it's good to see. It is It is actually good to see. You know, it's one of those things that's, that's welcome. So they each, you know, made valid points arguing on behalf of the people that they represent. And we'll, it'll take some time uh, to know where the state Supreme Court comes on the issue, but it's basically trying to figure out who granted the executive powers to the governor to begin with. And Chad Meredith was arguing that it was the legislature. He said that they, you know, the, the legislature granted it so they can, they can take it back. And, you know, she had a good counter argument to that. The governor's maintaining that he saved lives. And, you know, I, I, I got, I, I have to, I have to agree on the point that in Kentucky, we didn't have it um, nearly as badly as some other states in the country. 
but not one person gets the credit for that. I don't think you can just say, well, that was directly because of Governor Bashir. It involved Governor Bashir and his leadership, but we had some things to our advantage as well. The the predominant rurality of Kentucky, the, the, the point that we were naturally already spread out helped. We don't have large populous centers outside of Louisville and Lexington. And so it was many people coming together to help us weather this storm a little bit better than maybe some of our fellow states around the around the union. So having being able to at the time in the middle of some of the things that Governor Bashir was doing, none of us liked them, but it is hard to argue here on June the 11th that when you look back and you go, well, 7,000 in some families certainly had it worse than a lot of other families because of the loss of life of 7,000. And then you've had people who have lost jobs and lost businesses. And, and so that, you know, that's bad. But on the whole, when you look at it, you have to kind of say, well, it, I think it probably worked out better than it could have. That's the thing with all this is that we will never know whether. Yeah, you won't know the road not taken. Yeah. You'll never know if, if he did X instead of Y, would this have happened? We'll mm-hmm. never know the answer to that. Yeah. I still, you know, 15, 16 months later, I still, <clears throat> it's an, I, I think it kind of comes down to an ideological issue. If you could reverse the parties, like if you could polarize the political leanings and swap places and then try to view it from the other side, that's an important place, I think that we should try and get to, to see how how we would like it if the roles were reversed. And by that, I mean, do you like the head coach approach? Do you like the, you, you know, you've got an NFL team has a head coach who then manages the assistant coaches and, well, manages the coordinators, and then the coordinators manage the position coaches, and then that goes down to the team. But there's one guy at the top that's making the ultimate decisions and gets the blame or the credit. This is kind of, this is what we did throughout the process. Or do you like the committee approach? And if you, if you think that government functions well at a committee approach, then maybe you want the governor to have less executive powers. But I've seen my fair share of government gridlock and I don't know that I would prefer that to the way that it was done. So I, 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 I must tell you, I'm, I'm very conflicted on the issue because I don't like it when I don't like it, and I like it when I do, and that's just part of being human in it. So it's hard for me to really get to a point where I can say this is the way that I want it. Yeah, I don't it, It'll be interesting to follow. The Supreme Court has a, you know, has a tough decision to make. I'm just glad that I'm not the one sitting <laughs> in there. For one, that just sounds incredibly boring to sit there and, and go through all of the yeah. Just uh, law and ugh, I could never do case law and all that. And other headlines of the day. An Ohio County man has been jailed after a drive-by shooting near Hartford. Sheriff's Office, Ohio County Sheriff's Office, Tracy Beatty, uh, sheriff, said that the Thursday morning about 7.30, deputies responded to Livermore Road, which is northwest of Hartford, to a shooting, a report of a shooting. Victim reported to dispatch that someone drove by his home in a maroon 2014 Chevrolet, slowed down and fired one shot from a handgun in the direction of the victim. About 30 minutes later, deputies uh, located the driver of the vehicle, which is a 36-year-old Nathan Humphrey, at his Hartford uh, residence. He admitted during questioning to firing a weapon in the direction, and he was lodged in the Ohio County Detention Center. An audit 
of the Horse Cave Volunteer Fire Department has shown the department used a secret bank account to purchase many unauthorized items totaling thousands of dollars. Some of the money was used to pay for a funeral and several grave openings, along with luggage, rocking chairs, cell phones, and expensive television sets, among other items. The uh, attorney, uh, the auditor's office has turned over the, the uh, evidence from their audit findings to the attorney general's office, and the chief there has been suspended pending the outcome of the investigation. It's odd. That's, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Just learned that uh, earlier this morning that the Kentucky State Police Electronic Crime Branch has arrested 38-year-old uh, Clayton Griffith of Grayson County. Mr. Griffith was arrested as a result of an undercover Internet Crimes Against Children investigation. The investigation resulted in a search warrant at a residence in Litchfield on June 10th. And, uh, Sam, you told me on my way to the studio this is the second time in a couple of years. I believe. I'm not... Don't know, know all of the details. Yeah, yeah but, don't know uh, all the details on that. Don't know any of that, but maybe not the first instance of this. A couple has been arrested at the Pilot Travel Center in Sonora after two small children were left unattended as the couple um, took drugs. This was on Tuesday. State police arrested 38-year-old Christy Fryer, 37-year-old uh, Miguel uh, Muniton, both of Madison, Tennessee, the report says that while Muniton was pumping gas around 10 o'clock Tuesday evening, Fryer was inside the travel center with two kids, ages 5 and 8, entered the restroom for about 15 minutes, leaving the children alone in the store. When she returned, she uh, displayed the uh, uh, displayed behavior indicative of maybe she had uh, used drugs, slurred speech, dilated pupils. Employees of the travel center delayed the couple leaving while troopers were en route. They uh, found him passed out in the driver's seat of the vehicle, and the long story, uh, attempting to make a detailed story shorter, children are in, product, in protective custody now. And so sad. Good job by the workers at the travel stop to yes. stop them from getting on the road, and you yeah. never know what would happen. You know, it. Yeah, it's the number of instances that we read about that have impaired people behind the wheel that lose consciousness, whether it's in the middle of the road or in a parking lot, or it's just an, that's a byproduct of a huge problem that we have that I'm not sure, not sure what the answer is, but it's uh, is continues to be tragic. A Kentucky legislator is joining two dozen of his counterparts around the country in proposing legislation that would exclude transgender women from participating in women's sports. Representative Ryan Dotson of Winchester says his bill would level the playing field for biological women. The measure would apply to public schools and universities and, if passed, designate that participation for all athletic teams, activities, and sports be based upon the biological sex of students eligible to participate. He said, simply put, I pre-filed this legislation to protect the integrity of women's sports. We need to be realistic about the weight of these life-changing opportunities and ensure that fairness prevails. Most of my uh, most of my teenage years and, of course, my adult life, I've, b- I've been familiar with the term Title IX as it, uh, as it appeal, as it pertains to athletics. Uh, volleyball is what is you, is you can consider a Title IX sport. Volleyball was created in the fall to give women an opportunity in athletics that was a counter-programming to football. 
And so you have other other sports as well, but that's the one in particular that is the most specific to young young women that when I was in high school, there was no volleyball program. So Title IX helped bring that in. And it's been a very complicated maze to navigate through over the last 30 to 40 years to create what appears to be equal opportunity for female athletes that there are men athletes. And then, so then you come along and you've got now this transgender issue. So a cultural issue is then sending a ripple throughout the athletic world because you've got people who were born as men that have decided they're not that then think they should be able to compete athletically with women. And it's an unfair advantage, whether it's bone structure, the length of stride. You, you can do testosterone suppressants. You can do you can do things that uh, that try to level the playing field. But just from a simple physiological standpoint, a person who was born as a male has an athletic advantage over most females, uh, certainly on the average. Whether it's the length of the femur, whether it's the shape of the pelvis, whether it's the all of these anatomical types of issues are part of the calculus. And so, it's I, I still don't know where this will end. I don't know where we will end up as a country as a result. But you're seeing a lot of conservative hotbed legislatures that are trying to pre-file legislation or do something to figure this out before uh, too much harm could be done to women's sports. Now, the other side will say there are so few people. By percentage, there are so few people that are that are impacted by this that it's a non-starter. Well, in an Olympic year, in individual sports, or certainly in track and field events and those types of things, it can have immediate impact, and we've already seen some of those. So anyway, so something on the landscape to continue to watch. Kentucky revenue collections in May continued to far outpace last year's pandemic-battered performance. According to the Bashir administration, general fund receipts last month rose nearly 57% or nearly $443 million above the amount collected in May 2020. Receipts have grown by about 14% for the first 11 months of the current fiscal year. We told you earlier in the week about um, the idea, legislation in Kentucky being pre-filed about banning critical race theory from classrooms. Florida has banned it, not just in committee, but the Florida legislature has taken actions to ban critical race theory from its classrooms will be interesting to see back to again the conservative held you know safe havens you'll see other legislatures do that does it stand up to appeal you know what's the end result i don't know it will be certainly worthy of watching and then sam uh uk football got some good news yesterday uh, a tuscaloosa uh, tuscaloosa native who played at Ole miss has transferred to Kentucky, and it was a it was a big get. How do I say his first name? I think it's Jaquez. Jaquez. Right? It, Jaquez it, Jones. It could be Jaquez, or it could be they could go by Jacques. They could go by. But that's kind of fun. He's he's a he's a good get. Nice addition to the Stoops lineup. Yes. Yeah, they needed a, a linebacker to help out, and he was I think Ole Miss's third leading tackler last season. So it's I mean. That's a, that's a big get. We're seeing some of these kids who went elsewhere come home to Kentucky and transferring, but this is a Brown. This is, you know, somebody who somebody who grew up in Alabama, but he has connection to John Summerall, assistant ah, coach for Kentucky. He? So, no. helps to have good it networking, does. doesn't it? It does. We got to get to a break. We'll come back continue on this Friday edition of In the Know.
Today is Cousteau Day. Day celebrating the life of Jacques Cousteau. But you said Gusto, or isn't that from the, no Gustave? That's what's Beauty and the Beast. Gaston. <laughs> Gaston. Okay. Yes. Um, um, I knew where you were uh-huh. going, but I also knew what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Cousteau. You know, he when you think of <laughs> scuba know. and underwater <laughs> and yeah. exploration of underseas, <laughs> you think of Jacques Cousteau. Uh, it is also King Kamehameha Day, honoring Hawaii's first king. That's fun. Who unified the islands in 1810. And it today is corn on the cob day. Today. Big fan, big fan. Not the Pringle variety, but um, no. Did, did you want one? We got them sitting over here. Not a fan of that. I'll pass on that. They're over my shoulder. Tomorrow is Superman Day. Tomorrow is uh, Automotive Service Professionals Day. So to mechanics and such, happy day tomorrow. Tomorrow is also Jerky Day. Sunday is Kitchen Clutches uh, Klutzes Day. If you're Klutz in the kitchen, you'll be being celebrated on Sunday. Today, June 11th, is the day that Governor Andy Bashir says that the pandemic is over. Well, I don't know if that's exactly what he's saying, but that's basically what he's signaling, that capacity limits are changed and you're free to go about, uh, free to move about the country, to use the adage of, uh, I think, Southwest Airlines, who, by the way, we'll also talk about in a moment. So that pr- it prompts a lot of questions. Um, is it okay to do this? Is it okay to do that? Is it, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Beach, you said that you're, you know, in stores or whatever that you you have been still wearing a mask. So I would say, yes. well, what when's going to be the time to not do that? Do I don't you know? know, but I'm a, a germ phobia to, like person to begin with, yeah. so I don't mind the mask. But I guess um, what I'm asking is what's going to have to happen for you to stop doing that? I don't know, <laughs> but I'm trying to be an example to other people that have not been vaccinated that please wear your mask or that's just kind of where I'm at. Okay. Well, we completely differ on that. Yes. I know um, that we do. And so, but I think it is important that in the same way that it was, there was anxiety and it was hard to figure out how to behave in, let's say, March, April, May of last year and trying to figure it out when you would encounter people just know that maybe not to the degree, but there is similar anxiety and uncertainty on how to back out of that situation. So while just what we very, what we very well said is I, I said, you know, I am of the belief that we have worn masks for long enough to protect those who are vulnerable through not being vaccinated or what have you. I believe we we were good sports and we did that. So I am messaging to not do that. You are messaging to continue that. So even in our own household, we've got conflicting views. So my point is, what is it, Sam? Oh, no, I just didn't know if this is going to be one of those things that we got two different sides and I'm... I'm like the kids sitting in the corner like, uh-oh, they're fighting. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I got to separate. <laughs> what it is, the important part is to say that when you encounter people again for the first time, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask preferences because we're all going to get, this is the, and the reason I use this as an example, 
We're all going to arrive at different stations at different times. We're not all on the same train barreling down the tracks. And so I'm somewhere before she is, and there are other people who were ahead of it way before me. There will be other people who are yet slower than her on many issues. It's masks. It's hugs. It's the sharing of food. It's business meetings. It's everything. So I think the guidance that is being offered is just this. Don't be afraid to have the conversation and see what makes someone else feel comfortable because you know as well as anyone else that in April and May of last year when we started being around people and maybe even in June when traveling started resuming, when you'd get somewhere, you'd kind of look around and go, how are these people behaving? You know, like, what, what, what are they doing? And then that kind of helps you go, Okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. You, you'll you be lying to yourself if that's not what you did. That's certainly what I did. You know, I'd look at a group of people and say, are they all wearing their masks? No. Okay, well, I'm not going to either because I don't want to be the different one. So the point is don't be afraid to just communicate in the same way because everybody's dealing with some level of uncertainty or anxiety or not wanting to offend people or not seem uh, have a lack of empathy and all those things. So fair enough. Is that good advice? I think so, but for me, so I'll wear a mask, but then, you know, when I encounter someone, so for example, on Wednesday, going to the hair salon, I've been vaccinated, but I still wore a mask until I communicated with the people at the salon. Mm -hmm. I've been vaccinated. I'm okay at that point taking it off, but I communicate. It's, I've been vaccinated. Does Correct. that make That's That's exactly what I'm saying. Don't be afraid to just ask a person, would you prefer, is it okay yes. if I take my mask off? Is it, have you been vaccinated? And yes, I, I have. And I about it's my just, kids right. going in. I Do think, they need to wear a mask? I, I mean. I've just gotten so used to it. It helps, it helps cover it up, too, and that's a good thing. It helps <laughs> cover up half the ugly, right? It is interesting how quickly the signs have disappeared. That's usually your your you know your telltale sign is to look. Is there a sign on the door? Is it already gone? Is it not? And so just pay attention to the clues. The old proverbial, read the room. You know, read the situation that you're in and just do the best that you can. That's, uh, that's all we're saying. It, because And the takeaway was... Everyone has slightly different feelings about it, about making the change back to, quote, fingers, normal. You feel different than I feel. I feel different than you feel. Even if we're close, we feel some different. So just be considerate of that going forward. Now, it is, in addition to the 50th uh, year of my birth, it is also the 50th year of Southwest Airlines' birth, and now through June 18th, if you have a Rapid Rewards account with Southwest, you can cast your name into the running for a share of 50 million bonus points, or their version of miles, $500 Southwest gift cards, and yes, even the airline's popular companion passes. So until 11.59 p.m. Pacific time, June 18th, which Southwest has christened Want to Get Away Day, you can try to win any of the sweet prizes up for grabs by visiting the airline's promotional site and filling out a form with your name. And then if you win, you can feel free to move about the country. Hmm. I've I, flown Southwest once, I think, so I might have some points somewhere. You grew up in Delta <laughs> Country. Oh, yes. Comair, uh, really. And then oh, when Comair was still a thing. 
I used to despise Southwest Airlines. But when you have a child move to Florida and you're looking to visit there as frequently as possible and economically as possible, you learn the system. And once you learn the system, then it's okay. I still prefer American. American is my go-to choice unless I'm going to the southeast United States and then it's southwest. So We would fly Allegiant to growing up a couple times, which is you're your, they're just going to throw you on the plane and you're going to get there. Yes. Like a flying rust bucket. <laughs> we made it. Mm. Yeah. Couple times. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, growing up in Delta country, Delta is the, I mean, used to be one of the biggest hubs was CBG. Yeah. If you were going anywhere on Delta, you usually had to go from Louisville to Cincinnati and then mm-hmm. reboard and then fly wherever. Mm-hmm. From there for yes, the Cincinnati Airport is in Kentucky. Yes, it is. I cannot stand Delta. Brisbane, Australia is. We were just talking yesterday about the number of cities that are on the most livable list that happen to be in Australia, and yet again, Brisbane, Australia is in the news. They are likely to be named the 2032 Olympic host when the IOC meets in Tokyo next month. The Australian city's victory already looks certain after it was put on the fast track in February by being named the preferred candidate without a formal opponent. So 100 members are meeting in Tokyo to ratify the decision, but it looks like the summer games in, so 2032, we will have cycled through, so that would be, what, 11 years from from now. We'll, did Caneyville's application not go through? <laughs> Caneyville I, thought, got, I thought you said that was happening. Caneyville got disqualified um, because... No grease pole, right? Uh, no, it was because uh, one of their softball venues, they were wanting to, it to double as a swimming pool because <laughs> most of my life it did before they moved the moved the ballpark. You know, famous Crawdad Stadium. Mm-hmm. I have heard. Oh, yes. You get a slight rain shower or get a heavy rain shower and you knew you wouldn't play baseball or softball for three weeks. Mountain Dew has two new Baja Blast flavors. If you're a fan of the variety flavors from Mountain Dew, Baja Blast and Baja Blast Zero Sugar, you can also get a Baja Flash and a Baja Punch for a truly Baja-filled summer. I do like Baja Blast, the blue one. I I did this story just solely for your benefit because I know you like these vanity flavors Mm. or that you like Mountain Dew. Yeah, some of the vanity flavors I could live without. But, uh, no, no, unless it's a Baja taco, I have zero interest. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's see. Oh, Swedish fish. (gasps) Swedish fish candy is now available as marshmallows. Now, this just seems a weird combo. We have a daughter who uh, is all in and all about the Swedish fish candy. I will be anxious to ask her as she is the eldest I would be anxious to ask her if she got kind of that purest type of lean from her father that says she does not want Swedish fish to be compromised into, I don't think she's a major marshmallow fan, so that's probably not appealing to her. And I think that she doesn't want people messing with the perfection that is Swedish fish. That would be a very Mark way of looking at things. So I'll be anxious to hear what she has to say. See, it's interesting because whenever I think of marshmallows, I think of making a s'more. And mm-hmm. I just don't think this would be remotely good at all on a s'more. 
So I don't think we would bet against each other, right? No, I don't I think, think so. we would go with Taylor sticking with the original. She right? wants if she wants Swedish fish, she wants yeah. Swedish fish. That's she doesn't want some yeah. homogenized, modified, GMO <laughs> created, yeah. altered. You know, why mess with it? It's kind of like the Reese's peanut butter cup. Why bother? So I'm kind of there. Now, as for marshmallows, I will tell you that in the history of the evolution of the marshmallow, there was one period where I took a step closer to marshmallow, and that was marshmallow cream. Mm-hmm. When Once marshmallow cream came to store shelves, I could appreciate the flavor of marshmallow without having to go through that dry, chalky experience of the bagged marshmallows. So the marshmallow cream did things to advance the cause of the marshmallow with me. But do you not like the really big ones? The really big marshmallows? Yeah, the jumbo no. ones. Chalky. They're chalky. They're mm-hmm. dry. But don't you got to put it in the microwave and let it blow up? They're No, I don't know. Do you like a toasted want. marshmallow? No, not really. Wow. I don't even like to. I don't even like marshmallows. Um, do you like a s'more? Roast. No, not really. I like graham crackers and I like chocolate. I just don't like marshmallows enough that I don't. I don't want to put them. I'd rather have a chocolate bar on a graham cracker without the marshmallow. Truth be told. Wow. I know. I know. I understand that I'm weird. That's that's fine. I mean, that's almost un-American, isn't it? A little bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, if I said something bad about hot dogs or apple pie, then yes, but I did not. <laughs> a Turkish woman and her golden retriever have demonstrated the unshakable bond between human and dog in one heartbreaking video. The animal was spotted chasing after an ambulance that rode away with its owner on an island, which is the largest of the Prince's Islands of uh, Istanbul. The unidentified sick woman was reportedly treated in her home while her loyal pup monitored the situation at her side. When they hauled the dog, when they hauled the person to the hospital, the dog was seen in video chasing the ambulance on the way to the hospital. If that doesn't warm your heart, mm-hmm. right? Man's best friend. That's exactly. Yeah. I'm here for more of that. That's uh, really neat to see. That's the type of thing they would write into a movie or a commercial. It's nice to see it happening in real life. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know? Of course, the Space Coast around Cape Canaveral, Florida, is home to NASA and SpaceX and a lot of launches. Did you know the area code for Cape Canaveral is three, two, one? That's awesome. I think that's just like I didn't know that. There's no. not a better there's not a better area code than three, two, one for cool. uh, Cape Canaveral. Sam, you just mentioned you wondered why Caneyville did not get the 2032 Olympic mm-hmm. bid. Uh, that doesn't mean Caneyville's not doing big things. In fact, my dad is a part of a contingent of Caneyvillians who have been representing uh, us in Missouri this week, uh, and he joins us by phone. Good morning, Dad. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, I'm sorry I didn't see you were on last segment, or I would have gotten to you uh, would have gotten to you sooner. Um, ha- the Katy Trail is where you are. What's the Katy Trail? It's an old railroad bed that ran across the state of Missouri, and uh, so after the railroad quit, they turned it into what they call a rail trail. It's a gravel bicycle and walking and running trail, and it runs for 237 miles across the state of Missouri. So 
237? Trelawar, Missouri is where we are currently, but the trail is 237 miles long. Okay, so are there any areas where there are uh, bridges that you have to cross that, you know, where there, it's a little unsettling to ride across? Uh, no, it's a it's a really nice trail, but um, all the bridges are the width of the railroad bed, so, you know, it's pretty comfortable, and you do have to cross a lot of uh, uh, side roads, so you really have to pay attention, you know, every time you're crossing a road, but it's nice. Cars are not trying to run over you on a gravel trail. So. <laughs> I guess that's do you other you running into hikers and pedestrians and other people. More cyclists than anything, but yeah, a few uh, a few runners and hikers, but mostly cyclists going both directions. Now, I didn't identify your travel companions because I didn't know if they wanted to be identified, but I did say that you're <laughs> part of a contingent of Caneyvillians. Is that correct? I'll just say it's Buck- Buckles, Gary, and Justice is the team. That sounds like a very powerful law firm uh, for some reason, especially with the word justice in there. Uh, 237 miles. Are you all doing every mile of it? We're, we're doing 200. Okay, 200. Um, was there a re- like, is there something in particular about the 37 that is not favorable or just didn't work into the plan? It fit into our schedule. <laughs> okay, well, that's very good. So you'll wrap up today? We wrap up uh, tomorrow morning. We have a half a day uh, run into St. Charles again, and uh, we'll be in Augusta, Missouri tonight. So we're okay. we're almost finished. All right. Well, you all be safe, and I'm sure you have great photos to share when you get home. All right. Thanks all for right. talking to Thanks, us. Thanks, Ed. Talk to you later. Right. Bye, uh, the Katie Trail. I saw some photographs of it, and it is. Um, you know, you you don't think about railroads going uphill or downhill. But there are gradual grades mm-hmm. in, you know, especially when you go out west, they have to figure out a way to get either you got to go through a mountain or you got to go over it. And they can't just bore a hole every time. But, you know, Missouri is relatively flat, but still there are just grades that you wouldn't necessarily see to the eye that when you're pedaling it, you realize. But also the, the grade I mean, works you, the other way, too, you, slightly. You can, you can think of the same thing in some of the railroad tracks here in Grayson County. Yes, that's exactly right. They seem level. Like mm-hmm. if you look at them, it's like that's level. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a little grade there the other thing about riding somewhere flat like that is you're constantly pedaling there's mm-hmm. there's no downhill <laughs> there's, yeah. there's not any coasting there's no uphills there's no downhills just constant work i did want to remind i saw the headline this morning that for sex in the city fans as part of their reboot reboot even more fan favorites are signing on to return we told you a couple of weeks ago chris chris noth was coming back to reprise his role as big but also mario cantone david eigenberg willie garson and evan handler will all be back so cantone is was Anthony Marantino, which was Charlotte's friend and former wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Eigenberg, who most recently was on Chicago Fire, is Steve Brady, who was Miranda's husband. Garson, who I love, he went on to be on Hawaii Five-0 with a real kind of quirky character. He will be Carrie's confidant, Stanford Blatch. And Handler uh, will play Charlotte's divorce lawyer turned husband, Harry. So th- I think it's important if you're going to get... You're going to resume this. You want to know what happened to the characters. Yeah. Gossip Girl, the reboot, also gets its first full trailer. You just, in the last three years, watched Gossip Girl. Yes. Correct? Yes. Is it too soon for a reboot, or is it? does it... Is it something you were just late in watching? I think I was late in watching. Okay. Um, right. I, I don't know when it originally aired or anything like that, but I, I, I think I came to it late. So it was actually one of our girls that 
put me onto it. So yeah, Kid Rock doubles down and repeats his slur in response to a video he's had uh, brouhaha this week, but he doubled down by. Giving issuing a statement from Bob Ritchie talking about Kid Rock using the same uh, homophobic slur. So it was kind of weird the way that's all happening. And then also Ted, there is a if you if you know the uh, movie Ted, Seth MacFarlane and Thunder Buddies and all that stuff. Apparently that's getting a prequel. I can't even. I mean that. I- that's hilarious. Those movies are hilarious. <laughs> uh, the, my takeaway Thunder from Buddy. that movie, the only thing is Thunder Buddy that I like. The rest of it is just is just too too much for me. And also the NFL preseason schedule is out. And so for those of us who are newly crowned New Orleans Saints fans, <laughs> we know when we're going to get to see one Landon Young play in the NFL. At least we, we hope so. So we'll, uh, that schedule is out if you want to look it up. Got to get to a break. We'll come back and finish it up for the week here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. So when you go to a party or a cookout or a, you know some type of social function, if you'll notice, there are two different types of people. There are the people that are that want to stay, and there are the people who are ready to go home. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, those two people are married. <laughs> you know, like the couple is like, "I want to stay." No, I'm ready to go. But it, it's there's never. <laughs> More times than not, that's how it kind of works out. We, oh, yeah, we got that in my family, 100%. <laughs> uh, on television, really not much to report as far as yeah, what Friday to Friday night during the summer. To. Yeah, on Hallmark Channel tomorrow, some movie called The Baker's Son. On Lifetime, The Ashley Reeves Story. On ABC's Family Feud is Zach Braff and Donald Faison and Neil Flynn and Wendy McClendon on uh, Sunday evening. And then Secrets of a Gold Digger Killer on Lifetime Well, on so Sunday. I've been recording some Lifetime movies, which I've never done before. But they, listen, I didn't ask you to watch it with me. But, <laughs> um, so it's like stories of people who have been kidnapped or serial killers or whatever. I've actually seen that advertised, mm-hmm. but I haven't said that to record. Well, I wonder why you have bad dreams. The, <laughs> the Baker's Son... Is that what yeah. you said? Yes, I don't, I don't, right I don't up, even know. Is that up Dennis's alley there? No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even. I here's a pro tip though. Last week was the Back to the Future trilogy okay. marathon on Paramount. This weekend it's on Paramount. It's the Indiana Jones. So if you want to watch all of the Indiana Jones movies, they're on Paramount this weekend. Are we skipping the fourth one or no? <laughs> The Shia LaBeouf one, yeah, do, yeah, do that you, one. I don't think I've ever seen that one actually. Really? Mm-mm. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's not bad. They resume production it. on Indiana Jones Five this week. Is see, I'm not sure I even knew that Indiana Jones Five was. Mm-hmm. I thought that was always one of those things that oh, it's coming, it's coming, but it never. But I guess it's actually. They say it's going to happen. So. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1993, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled that people who commit hate crimes motivated by bigotry may be sentenced to extra punishment. In 1509, England's King Henry VIII married his first wife, Catherine of Aragon. In 1770, Captain James Cook, commander of the British ship Endeavour, discovered the Great Barrier Reef. Still 
<laughs> weird that he gets credit for discovering it. He discovered it by running into it. <laughs> I mean, yes, I guess. I mean, no one by, else was there to take the credit. By definition, he, I guess that works, right? He discovered a hole in the hull of his boat yeah, is yep. what he did. <laughs> In 1776, the Continental Congress formed a committee to draft a Declaration of Independence calling for freedom from Britain. Uh, by the way, if you don't want to go to the theater and watch In the Heights, the Lin-Manuel Miranda musical, if you have HBO subscription, it's on HBO Max. You can download it and stream or stream it this weekend if, if none of those Lifetime movies or Indiana Jones doesn't you know, float your boat. In 1962, three prisoners at Alcatraz in San Francisco Bay Stage an escape, leaving the island on a makeshift raft. They were never found or heard from again. There's a Caneyville connection to that as well. And I, the exact details escape me, but did you know that? No. Yes. It's a very, it's the Anglin brothers and one other person. It's a, it's an intriguing story. It's a good read. If you don't have anything else to do today, look it up. Hmm. In 1986, the John Hughes comedy Ferris Bueller's Day Off was released by Paramount Pictures. Great movie. Big All right. fan. That's something else you could watch this weekend, you know, as the anniversary of, of release to that. Fry. <laughs> Jackie Stewart, the International Motorsports Hall of Famer, is 82 today. Adrienne Barbeau is 76. Frank Beard from ZZ Top is 72. Joe Montana is 65. Hugh Laurie mm. is 62. Joe, Joe Montana's got some... Bengal fans, that just gives nightmares to older Bengal fans. I always think of the argument in The Waterboy about the difference between Joe Montana and Joe Montana. <laughs> if you've uh, watched The Waterboy, you know they argue about the differences. Hugh Laurie, did he play House? Yes. I'm actually rewatching House right now. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love House. Dr. Yeah. Mehmet Oz is 61 today. Peter Dinklage is 52. Okay. So Peter Dinklage, either to you, is either Tyrion Lannister mm-hmm. or he's Miles Finch. Miles Finch. <laughs> and he will... I don't know. They're equally, you know, they're equally career roles. Character. Miles Finch is a great character, but if you've watched an entire, that's one movie as compared to a whole series of of uh, Game of Thrones. So, but uh, call me elf one more time. Call me elf one more time. By the way, Shia LaBeouf is thirty five today. Okay, we just talked about Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Sir Barton won the Belmont Stakes this date in nineteen nineteen. First Triple Crown was won this date in nineteen nineteen. I forgot to tell you that a few minutes ago. Vince Lombardi born in nineteen thirteen. Gene Wilder born in nineteen thirty three. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, and uh, of course I love his role in Blazing Saddles too. Let's go to chart toppers. This date nineteen sixty one. Roy Orbison. This is not the sixty one version. This is the uh, remade version gotta tell you i just could never even when he was in the traveling wilburys i just never could just get into roy orbison music pretty pretty woman isn't that his yeah even it is but i can't you don't like that not really see i I like that that's a little bit faster than this one i kind of like a little bit more speed to the music there's i just i don't know why i don't those glasses were too dark i think i was just (laughs) like what's going on back there he was no ray stevens from 1970. I don't think this is the 1970 version of this song either. Ray Stevens, Everything is Beautiful. Hey, you could, if you don't have anything else to do, you could go to Branson this weekend and probably watch Ray Stevens perform. Doesn't he probably have a theater in Branson? I, I mean, how old is Ray Stevens he, he, he now? Has to. I, don't, I don't know. That's a good question. 1979, Sister Sledge. I remember this song, the summer of 1979. 
when this song was everywhere. And Sam, apologies to you, but it became the anthem of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Willie Stargell, Pops, and all them, they were just all about Sister Sledge and this song, and it was everywhere you went. Do you know the legend of this song and the, and the Pirates? I, yes, a little bit. Are you open-minded enough to revisit it? Uh, see, you city have of, a deep-seated dislike for Pittsburgh. That's, I know that. That is an understatement. That is an understatement, primarily with the NFL team. But I didn't have a great experience at their MLB. I mean, their MLB stadium is great, but their fans are not very nice. I can't speak to that. I don't know. I've never been to Three River Stadium. No. Or it's, it's, or it's subsidiaries. PNC Park. Well, now it is. Yeah. All right, 1988, Randy Travis. Number one. Unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to leave it. The freshman verb pipe, 97. What's left of me, Nick Lachey in 06. I didn't know he had Cincinnati another one. Cincinnati Zone. And uh, Bad Blood, Taylor Swift in 2015. So my apologies, honey. You had to hear Randy Travis, but yeah. you didn't have to hear Taylor Swift. So oh, well, thank you for it that. It kind of goes yeah. both ways in <laughs> yeah. that regard. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Life is so much better when you have an online order on the way. Life <laughs> is so much better when you have an online order on the way. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.